0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Will, will you please announce the first
1: hymn? Hymn number 82. God is working his purpose out, as year succeeds to year. God is working his purpose out, and the time is drawing near. Nearer and nearer draws the time, the time that shall surely be when the earth shall be filled with the glory of God, as the waters cover the sea. Hymn number 82.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast click on that and you will see the place to click for the wednesday evening text that's where you'll find the readings for tonight the theme for tonight is we should go to god for healing and the readings will now be given by dave from florida
2: the bible psalms god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof there is a river The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that i am god i will be exalted among the heathen i will be exalted in the earth the lord of hosts is with us the god of jacob is our refuge isaiah behold god is my salvation i will trust and not be afraid for the lord jehovah is my strength and my song he also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things, This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, How I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father. I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord. Mark. Jesus said, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. <clears throat> I will now read correlative passages from miscellaneous writings and Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Advantage of Mind Healing It is sometimes asked, what are the advantages of your system of healing? I claim for healing by Christian science the following advantages. First, it does away with material medicine and recognizes the fact that the antidote for sickness as well as for sin may be found in God, the divine mind. Second, it is more effectual than drugs and cures where they fail because it is this divine antidote and metaphysics is above physics. Third, persons who have been healed by Christian science are not only cured of their belief in disease, but they are at the same time improved morally. The body is governed by mind, and mortal mind must be corrected in order to make the body harmonious. The spiritual elevator of the human race, physically, morally, and Christianly, is the truism that truth demonstrates good and is natural while error or evil is really non-existent and must have produced its own illusion for it belongs not to nature nor to god truth is the power of god which heals the sick and the sinner and is applicable to all the needs of man it is the universal intelligent Christ's idea, illustrated by the life of Jesus, through whose stripes we are healed. By conflicts, defeats, and triumphs, Christian science has been reduced to the understanding of mortals and found able to heal them. Pagan mysticism, Grecian philosophy, or Jewish religion— never entered into the line of Jesus' thought or action. His faith partook not of drugs, matter, nor of the travesties of mortal mind. The divine mind was his only instrumentality and potency in religion or medicine. The principle of his cure was God in the laws of spirit, not of matter. And these laws annulled all other laws. Jesus knew that erring mortal thought holds only in itself the supposition of evil and that sin, sickness, and death are its subjective states. Also, that pure mind is the truth of being that subjugates and destroys any suppositional or elementary opposite to him who is all. Truth is supreme and omnipotent. Then whatever else seemeth to be intelligence or power is false, deluding reason and denying revelation, and seeking to dethrone deity. The truth of mind healing uplifts mankind by acknowledging pure mind as absolute and entire, and that evil is not although it seems to be. Pure mind gives out an atmosphere that heals and saves. Words are not always the auxiliaries of truth. The spirit, and not the letter, performs the vital functions of truth and love. Mind, imbued with this science of healing, is a law unto itself needing neither license nor prohibition. But lawless mind with unseen motives and silent mental methods whereby it may injure the race is the highest attenuation of evil. Again, evil as mind is doomed, already sentenced, punished. For suffering is commensurate with evil and lasts as long as the evil. As mind, evil finds no escape from itself, and the sin and suffering in occasions can only be removed by reformation. According to divine law, sin and suffering are not canceled by repentance or pardon. Christian science not only elucidates but demonstrates This verity of being, namely, that mortals suffer from the wrong they commit, whether intentionally or ignorantly, that every effect and amplification of wrong will revert to the wrongdoer until he pays his full debt to divine law, and the measure he has meted is measured to him again, full, pressed down, and running over. Surely the way of the transgressor is hard. In this law of justice, the atonement of Christ loses no efficacy. Justice is the handmaid of mercy and showeth mercy by punishing sin. Jesus said, I came not to destroy the law, the divine requirements typified in the law of Moses, but to fulfill it in righteousness. By truth's destroying error. No greater type of divine love can be presented than effecting so glorious a purpose. This spirit of sacrifice always has saved and still saves mankind. But by mankind, I mean mortals or a kind of men after man's own making. Man, as God's idea, is already saved with an everlasting salvation. It is impossible to be a Christian scientist without apprehending the moral law so clearly that for consciousness' sake, one will either abandon his claim to even a knowledge of this science or else make the claim valid. All science is divine. Then to be science, it must produce physical and moral harmony. When we come to have more faith in the truth of being than we have in error, more faith in spirit than in matter, more faith in living than in dying, more faith in God than in man, then no material suppositions can prevent us from healing the sick and destroying error.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn?
4: Hymn number 359. Trust the eternal when the shadows gather, when joys of daylight seem so like a dream. God, the unchanging, pities like a father. Trust on and wait the day star yet shall gleam. Hymn number 359.
0: Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church. And we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is a treasure trove of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work, and it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this truth. Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Our next Bible study will be this Saturday, May 22nd, at 10 o'clock in the morning, from the North Star Cottage. The questions are already posted on the church website. And Luann from New York will be the moderator from New Jersey. If that sounds confusing, she's coming from New York to New Jersey for the weekend to moderate the Bible study and visit with us. So be ready to join us um, at 10 o'clock this uh, in the morning, this Saturday, May 22nd. On Sundays at 10 a.m., we have our roundtable discussion, which really is a valuable training in operative Christian science. And then our church service begins at 11 o'clock. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere, It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along, too. We've been busy printing and mailing. The newest issue of Forum Highlights was printed and mailed, so it should be in your mailbox very soon. And now a special announcement. Tomorrow night, May 20th at 8 p.m. will be our next meeting of the members of Plainfield Church. Everyone who is a member of the church is welcome to come to the meeting Or you can call in on the church's teleconference phone number. And since the meeting will likely take more than an hour, there will be no 9 o'clock watch tomorrow night. So everyone is invited to join the 10 o'clock watch. Remember, no 9 PM watch tomorrow night, just 10 PM. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind that we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up, so we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian Science. Dave, Florida. Dave, Dave, Florida. Go ahead, please.
2: Yeah, hi. I just want to say I'm grateful to know that Christian Science does heal when practiced the way Mrs. Eddy intended. And that's exactly what's going on in this church. My wife and I have had many wonderful healings. And I'm grateful to be a member here, to be a part of it, and for the healing practitioners. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Pilar from New York. Pilar from New York go ahead, please.
7: Uh, hi. Um, I just want to give a uh, kind of a small testimony. About a week ago, I was rushing to catch a bus, uh, one of the express bus, as I was tired and wanted to get home quickly. However, in my rush to catch the bus, I went under a metal bar, part of a scaffolding, and somehow I missed my footing and ended up kissing the street, face first. My nose started bleeding profusely and my eyeglasses got scratched. I wish I could say that I thought of a of some uplifting quote from science and health or a verse from the Bible. As I was falling instead, all I could think of, I let out a not very nice expletive in Spanish. Uh, I was so upset with myself. Um, however, once on the floor and bleeding, I felt a calm and felt immediately that I was surrounded by angels, not only uh, figuratively, but in actuality. People, totally strangers from the bus, got off and immediately mm-hmm. surrounded me and were very concerned, asking me if I was okay, and I assure you I was not, and whether I wanted to have the bus driver call 911. I don't know if it was the shock or the adrenaline surge, but all I could say was, no, I want to go home. Immediately, these two big hefty angels got off the bus, grabbed me from the floor, and set me on my feet. And they gathered all my belongings that were all over the place, uh, gave me my bags and the bus card, uh, my keys. I boarded the uh, bus, and all I can say is that I felt love of all these strangers like a warm, cozy blanket around me. A lady spoke to me in Spanish and insisted on cleaning the blood of my face and stood by me, um, murmuring comforting words. Um, Another one gave me a packet of wipes and another almost half a roll of paper towels. They kept looking at me with love and concern. When I got to my stop, a young woman was also getting off, and she offered me uh, very sweetly to walk me to my apartment. I thanked her and told her I, I was just one block away from my building. Uh, although I now look like a raccoon, and was a bit uncomfortable. There was no pain, and the bleeding stopped almost immediately. What lessons? What lessons I got from this? You may ask. Well, one, don't rush to get the express bus. The local will get you there just the same. And two, gratitude—immense gratitude for all these kind New Yorkers that did not think twice about getting off the bus to assist someone in need. With all the bad publicity, hate crime, uh, violence, et cetera, et cetera, there are still plenty. There are still plenty of angels in New York, and believe it or not, some of them speak Spanish. I also am very grateful for Hemno81 uh, that uh, during these past days gave me a lot of um, comfort. God is with me, gently over me, are his wings of mercy spread. All his weight made plain before me, and his glory round me shed. Safely onward till my pilgrim feet be led. Thank you very much for all the readings and the music. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Ron from North Carolina. Go ahead, please.
8: Thank you. During a recent trip south to visit friends and family, my big toe began claiming a life of its own, swelling and throwing pain my way. We initially stayed with a woman who had introduced Linda and I to Christian science some 40 years ago when she was our landlady and we were two meditating hippies seeking to relocate. During our visit, I attempted to work the challenge out metaphysically for several days before realizing I was in over my head as the condition steadily worsened. While the atmosphere was very loving and understanding, I realized my need for the sword. That's when I asked for support from a Plainfield practitioner. Her clear expression of truth was an immediate comfort as we took up the work. It was at this point we traveled across the state to visit family members, the social, and activity demands increased greatly. While some knew of my Christian science practice, I was aware of a general lack of understanding and skepticism that would have to be dealt with by making too big a deal out of the challenge confronting me. By now, the foot had ballooned and could not fit into a sneaker, but was kept covered by a sock and open-toed sandal. When asked about it, I casually mentioned that I had sprained it, knowing that would minimize the concerned thought, the convenient smokescreen that generated a no-big-deal response. Meanwhile, an interesting development was happening between myself and the practitioner. Her firm declarations of truth, without a trace of doubt, surfaced the doubts and fears I had been entertaining on an unconscious level, preventing my own attempts at healing, these doubts and fears were food for the very condition I was attempting to demonstrate over. The practitioner's loving and firm support continued for several days as I participated in all activities, despite the continued discomfort. Ron, that old liar is telling lies. Spiritual substance has no pain, and this is an unchanging fact. God is all. Evil has no power no presence. It was impossible not to look at the foot since I had to put a sock over it and slip it into the sandal each day. My work was not to pass any judgment on it and not let fear get the upper hand. Thoughts of this is just getting worse began competing with the healing work. Sharing with the practitioner that the attack was screaming louder, her response in capital letters was to scream louder still with the healing power of the Christ, the light that obliterates all darkness. Thoughts of discouragement were met with a rebuke, not to deny God's allness by acquiescing to that lie. This was the sword of truth, Michael, in full battle regalia. I believe at that point, mortal mind had exhausted itself, run out of lies with which to defend the error. I sensed a shift in my thinking and awareness of truth's harmonious presence. And then, despite some lingering evidence, I knew the healing had taken place. It was at that point I indicated to the practitioner I was ready to assume control of the ship, that I would be able to handle the claim of reversal, knowing that the healing had been complete. The practitioner affirmed how truly remarkable it is when error's temptations become so false she reminded me there is a blessing to be had from such an experience as i reflected on blessing it became clear to me that this experience has strengthened my faith and understanding as to just how incredibly powerful this science of the christ is and what a wonderful support system is available when needed what greater blessing could there be my gratitude to the practitioner for holding to the straight and narrow. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering and battling to put this science in a form that is palatable to humanity. And extremely grateful to the Plainfield Church for keeping the light of Christian science burning brightly in a world very much in need of it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Patricia from Canada. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead, please.
9: How very grateful I am for Plainfield's Unity Prayer Watches. This past Thursdays took into prayerful consideration world challenges such as the U.S. pipelines. I was also praying for a Canadian pipeline which supplies about one-half of the fuel for the provinces of Ontario and Quebec and is currently at risk. And this reminded me of a situation many years ago. I was vacationing in mexico with my sister and her then husband we were visiting raphael's relatives but because it was busy season at work before i left i didn't research the area i just assumed that mexico was flatland hot sun splashed and with fabulous music throwing a few summer clothes into a bag i ran to catch the plane one day we left one delightful ant's place very early in order to arrive at the next ant's place for supper. And to my great surprise, we drove in scenic mountains. At length, we stopped at a gas station only to find that they were completely out of gas. We were told that it would be another and I forget whether it was to be one or two weeks before a gas tanker was routinely scheduled to come through again. There were other stranded travellers, too, and the atmosphere was very tense, with no one wanting to get out of their cars or talk to each other, which is most unlike the very sociable Mexicans I had met so far or that I work with. We could sense so much fear that you could practically cut it with a knife. It was cold up in the mountains and starting to get dark and I had only summer clothes with me and we had no food left as we had expected to be at the other aunt's place in several hours. Furthermore, Raphael warned that banditos like to swarm down on travellers to get money especially when they knew that there was no gas and people were stranded on the narrow mountain pass. And he further cautioned that, as he was only one man, he could not fend off a bunch of men who would likely be interested, shall we say, in two chiquitas with blond hair and blue eyes. My beloved sister, who is an atheist, said firmly to me, you had better do some of your fancy praying. I'm on it. I have been for a while, I said. I thought about how Isaiah said, Get thee up into the high mountain. Ah, uh, yes. I want to get a spiritual view of His Highness. The French word for petrol or gas came to mind. Essence. Ah, what is the essence of being? Holy Spirit is essence, essential. That's what's needed. Essence is substance, purity, Love, divine presence, beauty, life, mobility, inspiration. After about one half hour, someone spotted an unscheduled gas tanker at a distance winding its way toward us. We all got out of our cars to watch it approach. And you know, seeing that truck felt just like the dear old hymn. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Thank you.
0: Jeremy.
10: I am very grateful to this church and my practitioner for teaching me about true Christian science. For a long time, I had nothing good to think or say about Christian science. My introduction to it came from my mother, who having probably just learned something introductory about the concept of mind healing, told me that my then-broken hand was because I didn't love God enough and that she wouldn't bring me to a doctor. She offered no more information than that, and I chose to blame Christian science for my mother's actions instead of realizing it was her, once again, using religion or whatever excuse to justify her neglect and mistreatment of those around her. For many years, I held those misconceptions until I met a few members of this church. They were intelligent, funny, compassionate people who, through just being around them, made me realize that my mother's actions to me as a teenager and right up until she refused any meaningful treatment that led to her death from cancer years later, were from her either willfully or ignorantly claiming the name of Christian science while putting something far different into practice. Nearly eight years ago, I was brought to this church and have learned more and more of what true Christian science is in that time. Christ Jesus said in John 14, verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And Mary Baker Eddy wrote on page 55 of Science and Health, This comforter I understand to be Christian science. I've realized this means that if your involvement with Christian science has not left you comforted, then you have not experienced true Christian science. Having experienced the comfort of Christ Christianity here and witness, witnessing how important it is to my practitioner and others here that divine love guide us constantly, it is clear that nothing I experienced of my mother's false beliefs would have ever occurred had she actually understood and practiced this true science of mind healing. And because of gaining that understanding, I'm very grateful that God has brought me here to help get the truth out to the world. It is wonderful to be a part of this mission to have, and to have Christian science in my life. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Linda.
10: Thank you very
11: much for the readings tonight and the hymns I would like to express my gratitude for a healing of sore gums. I was having trouble in an area in my mouth uh, that had become very sore, and I was having trouble chewing certain foods. Brushing my teeth was not fun, and I also have a retainer that I was fitted with that was very uncomfortable, and I wasn't even sure if that was maybe the cause. I tried to pray about this for several days on my own, and I had found encouragement in hearing several testimonies at these meetings about teeth issues being healed. At one point, it started to improve, but then became uncomfortable again. I asked my practitioner here at Plainfield for specific help with this problem. The pain disappeared in less than, I think, it was a day and a half. It just every, every few hours it seemed that it was just fading more and more. And all the symptoms left, and has not returned and uh, nothing had changed i kept the retainer in and it was just that beautiful healing from the prayers of the practitioner i also remember feeling a great sense of peace after i hung up from talking with her and i continued to make sure to do my part uh, especially when brushing my teeth i remember being given here to work with that our teeth are rooted and grounded in love and I'm very grateful for this healing, but most grateful just to continue to witness the power of prayer and and hear others speak of it at this church during these services. I'm very grateful to, for Christ Jesus, for Mary Baker Eddy, and this church.
0: Thank you. Shardy.
5: Good
6: evening. I would like to offer gratitude for God's patient kindness and direction. A longtime friend who has heard me speak quietly and gently about Christian science over the years is now listening and talking to me about truths from the Bible and science and health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. At this time, she is located in a wellness center in California. She has read the Bible before and now she's making comments, and we have talks about the stories from the Bible. I am so grateful for the Bible studies here at Playfield because she is open to hearing about things I have learned. I love sharing the things I am, I am learning, and she is enthusiastic. I suggested that she read the 91st Psalm often, and she told me that now she reads it every day. She has had me read things from, and something special to her over the phone from the website, and sometimes there is noise in the background, and she said, keep going, keep going. So, of course, I did. I also believe there has been a change in her attitude, and she seems calmer and more joyful to me. Thank you for all I am learning here and the opportunity to share practitioner support, our services, classes, watches, participation, and church friends. Thank you for the readings and our hymns. Good evening.
0: Thank you.
1: Lil. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the beautiful music. I had such a proof that God always has the answer to problems and we are to obey Him. Recently, my microwave button wouldn't work correctly. I read the instructions pamphlet and tried a few things, but nothing worked. While investigating this, the thought came to unplug and replug it. Well, I kept reading further and in the instructions. And it said to unplug and replug due to power surge. I then did that, and the microwave worked again as it should, doing what God said to do. What a lesson to prove God is always with us and directing us, and we must obey. I thank God for this lesson. He always is with us with the answers and what a loving God. I'm so grateful for all I'm learning in Christian science. I thank God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for this wonderful way of life. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
4: Bruce. Just wanted to say thanks today for those great readings and when the hymn that we sang, hymn number 359, Trust the Eternal, is one that has meant a lot to me. And it reminded me of an experience I had quite a number of years ago, but it's a very meaningful one. I'd like to share it with you. It was a day when I was ill, wasn't feeling well, and I had the unusual privilege of calling a practitioner here and asking for help. And the practitioner says, okay, I'll pray for you. And then I, this ref, uh, re- basically reflects on my response to that. I was so happy, and I was even thinking in advance what I was going to say to the practitioner the next day, or maybe even what I'd be saying on Wednesday night, except the next day, I really wasn't any better. And then I opened up my mouth and says, you know, I'm still ill. And the practitioner then had an opportunity to tell me something that I really needed to hear. And that was, why, did you call a practitioner just so you could feel better? Don't you think you'd be much better off if you were very grateful for learning more about God and His goodness? And I got to admit, that was the very thing that I needed to hear. Instead of being so apprehensive, concerned about the illness, why shouldn't I be more grateful about the opportunity, be learning more about God, and then the outward circumstances would then take care of themselves accordingly. And to continue this a little further, I started being more grateful for what I was learning. Grateful that I had a practitioner that told me things that I needed to hear. And it was very shortly after that, however, that the healing did indeed come but it also taught me a lesson about expectations and disappointments. If I have my own expectations, the things that I expect things to work out the way I expect them to, well, where's God in that picture? He's not in that picture, so that is a recipe for disappointments. However, if we trust the eternal, like the hymn said, God does work things out in His way. It always does. It's the rule. That's how principle works. So I'm very grateful for this experience and the, the lesson that it taught me. Very grateful.
0: Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go
12: ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Dave, for those truth-filled readings with the great counsel to go to God for healing. I have a testimony from Kenya, which reads, I was driving quite fast to the airport as I was late. The road was wet and there was an oncoming car. I swerved to miss a pedestrian. The result, my car swiveled to face the other way and then rolled over down a fairly steep hill. It could have rolled over twice with disastrous results. I shouted, God is love. Suddenly, after one complete row, my station wagon stopped. A semi-grown tree stopped the vehicle on one side, right in the middle. That little sturdy tree was in just the right place. There were no other trees nearby, only bushes. I was completely unharmed. I am so grateful to God for that amazing protection. I am very grateful to Christ Jesus, to our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for Christian Science, for the Plainfield Church, and for all their wonderful publications and broadcasts which reach around the world. From the Testifying Kenya. Tonight, I would like to give my gratitude, deep gratitude, that We have a great physician who created us in his image and likeness and is the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving and eternal, ever-present, and is most qualified to tell us at all times who and how we are. Really who doesn't want this great physician, this supreme physician, to tell them how they really are when the tempting suggestions of sickness come. And yes, that's why we have to go to God when not well. An excerpt from Science and Health which is intertwined into an article which you will find on our website Spiritual Consultations by Rosalie Mars Stump says this is the physician to us how I love to look at you and see true being expressed you are drawn by perfect mind and so you naturally reflect those higher conceptions of loveliness which transcend all material sense what frightened patient wouldn't want those uplifting words spoken to them Again, this is why we go to the great physician, most loving and compassionate, always at hand to comfort us. I am so grateful to be here, grateful to hear all the other testimonies. God bless our church in what He's given us to do. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you.
5: Mary. Good evening, everyone. This is from our church website bulletin board. First from Florida. Absolutely beautiful lesson this week on soul and body. Most inspiring and helpful one I've ever studied. Thank you, lesson writer. You hit a home run with it. And then, Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for the article on kindness versus niceness shared at the Sunday Roundtable. It was very timely and clarifying for me. I can see now that within less than the, that w- within the, the last two weeks, I have done something kind but not nice, and something nice but not kind. In the case of the act of kindness, there was joy and peace. In the case of the act that I now see was as nice but not kind, there was a lack of joy and peace and no soul. Thank you again. And then a testimony from France, also on the bulletin board. Last week's testimony meeting started with a testimony about the healing of a pulled muscle, which reminded me of a healing I had a few years ago. I was relatively new to Christian science, but I read Science and Health and tried to put it in practice wherever I could. On a hiking trip, I also pulled a muscle in my neck, and every tiny move was followed by a sharp pain. As I lay on the floor of the hut where we spent the night that day, I started thinking of what I understood in science about the situation. I knew the pain could be real, but it surely felt real. I assumed that it must be a mental effect and that it, and that it stemmed from fear. I also understood that whenever your thought is in the wrong, you have to lay the axe at the root of it. Mrs. Eddy writes it often about error. This meant for me that I have to catch my wrong mortal thought at its appearing before I let it grow stronger. First, I could not detect this thought. But then, as I was watching myself, I suddenly saw, sure enough, it was hiding as a tiny fear morsel. I realized that every time before I moved my head, just a fraction of a second before it, I feared. I expected the pain to appear. It was such a nuance, but it made me realize that it is not the body that pains, but it is the mortal mind and the fear that is the exciting cause. So I decided to dissect this momentary expectant thought and declare against its power to create pain. It took only a few minutes, and it disappeared. Mrs. Eddy says somewhere, and this is a paraphrase, that, error detected, is two-thirds destroyed. And then the final third destroys itself. This was clearly the case. I am so th- thankful to God that he gave us the tool of Christian science so that we can discern at our actual level of understanding what he wants us to express and what is to be maintained through us and then she gives some quotes from Science and Health and prose works that she used and then this is a testimony from California Tonight I would like to give gratitude for what I am learning about Christian science practice at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I often see myself as one of the many attending this church, sitting around a dining table set to honor God, eating His heavenly food, being presented one dish at a time to eat, digest, and experience prior to the presentation of the next. The carousel of articles on the Plainfield website, written by Mrs. Eddy and the early workers in Christian science, represents the dishes being brought to the dining table. Each one feeds, inspires, and corrects me as I eat of them. They are my teachers. In looking at how my life has already changed and continues to change because of where I am dining and who I am dining with and what I am eating, I am overwhelmed and cannot express enough thanks to God for bringing me here, leading me to this feast. With so much gratitude and love for you all." And then a letter from Virginia. Dear fellow members, along with my monthly contribution, I would like to say many thanks for all the blessings which come from this church and its activities. Something I'm grateful for is all the very uplifting and joyous music. And especially today I'm grateful for the very excellent high-quality CDs which have been performed and produced by Faith and Peter. I so appreciate the prayer and inspiration found in each one. They are perfect to listen to, quietly, and contemplate the messages, or to turn the volume way up when alone in my car or at home, sing along and rejoice. Many answers can be found in this music, so let me advertise. The CDs Face the Light and Life in God can be found at the store on the church website. I hope others will check it out and find out how great they are. With thanks and love. I'm too grateful tonight for those readings. Mrs. Eddie lays it out very plainly: the advantages of mind healing, as Florence went through the our great physician that we have to go to every moment of every day, and we learn here the dominion is within. There is no problem that this great physician cannot solve, and he's always with us. And this is provable. It's simple, and as as she lists the advantages of mind healing, one of them is you become better morally. Uh, Your life improves in every way. You have more joy, more peace, more health, more love, more of all good things as you turn to our wonderful Father, Mother, God. This past Sunday at the round table, I I had mentioned a... uh, a testimony someone had sent to me. It was actually Anne in England, and it came from the book A Century of Christian Science Healing. Many of you are familiar with it. And it was quite all... The whole book is full of incredible healings of all types and sorts. Everything healed through the practice of Christian science. But the one she mentioned, I'll just share some of it with you tonight because it was such a wonderful healing. It says i just joined a major aircraft manufacturing company as an engineer, and this was the first assignment they'd given me. What they wanted me to do was to design a compact but rugged gearing mechanism to control the elevators on the tail of a jet plane. They'd encountered some rather difficult control problems with this particular airplane, occasioned by exceeding the speed of sound going through the so-called sound barrier and so they required a gearing mechanism to remedy the difficulty. I found out later they had had other men working on this problem for almost a year, but they hadn't been able to find a satisfactory solution. After studying the problem for two or three weeks, I realized that probably there was no analytical solution for it. The problem was very complicated, It involved the location of several linkages in the proper relationship to each other and to the aeroplane. Primarily, I had to locate three main centers around the links. That was the crux of the problem. Mathematically, there seemed to be an infinite number of possible locations for these centers, but there was probably only one set that would satisfy all the requirements there just wasn't any way to work it out mathematically so far as I could see. And after he goes on, he says he sits at a drafting board for quite a period of time trying to work it out and he finally realizes that there is really no way to solve this uh, that he could think of except through Christian science. And in the work that he'd done he had solved many problems through prayer so he said he sat at his table for a half an hour or more praying and he was knowing about the intelligence of mind. It says, I sat there trying to become more aware of my close unity in relationship with this mind, the unchanging relationship, that all true intelligence comes from God, not from any so-called human mind, that man is the expression of divine intelligence. So as he sat there working, he just got some ideas and he started to draw a few things and and he made three points, and in a short period of time, he had solved the problem. Um, He had to test it, of course, which he did, and then when he went to the manager and told him, the manager says, there's no way you could have solved this in this amount of time. He said, we've been working on this for over a year. (laughs) He said, you go back and you think about it some more. (laughs) So, So the guy said, okay, all right. So he went back, he thought about it some more, and he said, this was the answer. He knew this was the answer. He told the guy again, the guy sent him back again. He said, you can't have figured it out in this short a period of time. Well, it turned out that he had figured it out in that short a period of time. And he hadn't figured it out, but God had, and he had tapped into God. Well, his boss said, I had a man working on this for almost a year, and I worked on it some, and others did too, and we just couldn't get the thing to work out. But it looks like this one might work. So we finally approved having parts made for the flight tests, and the very first test showed that the mechanism functioned perfectly. So it was put into production, and the basic design is still flying today. When you realize there's an infinite number of possibilities where they might have been located, you can't but help see that it was relying on divine intelligence that brought the right answer. To me, this was a clear proof that when we listen for God's guidance humbly and prayerfully, we can be led to the right answer, even though from a human standpoint, the problem appears to be without a solution. This was Dwight S. Mills, Felton, California. So not only do we have God as our great physician, we have God as the great teacher, the one who supplies all our needs, the one who gives us answers to what would seem to be impossible problems. Just as in the Bible, Daniel was able to uh, interpret the dreams that the greatest magicians and sorcerers, no one could figure them out, but through prayer, Daniel could. Here we are sitting on this titanic power that is so great that we should all be shouting it from the rooftops because there is no problem that it cannot solve this great infinite source of divine good. I'm so grateful for Christian science, for dear Mrs. Eddy, for all of you, and for our independent Christian Science Church. Thank
0: you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
11: Hymn number 77. God is my strong salvation. What foe have I to fear? In darkness and temptation, my life, my health is near. The hosts encamp around me, firm in the fight I stand. What terror can confound me with God at my right hand? Hymn number 77.